that guy because he works with Cutcliffe, who worked with the Manning brothers? You spent a sixth overall pick? Do this thought experiment. Let's say as soon as he picked sixth overall, Daniel Jones, he tried to trade him for a late first-round pick. Wouldn't have gotten it. Could he trade Daniel Jones right now for a second-round pick? I don't know. But he spent the sixth pick in the draft. Let me tell you something. If that's the case, Daniel Jones got to go to the Hall of Fame now. When Gettleman sits up there and says... When Gettleman sits up there and says, he's a professional quarterback. Really, Sherlock, you think you took a professional quarterback with a sixth overall pick? He better be a professional quarterback. He better be a great professional quarterback. Not a good one, a great one. Because Haskins is in the division now. And you could see when he got picked, he was dying to be a giant. He wasn't even happy going to Washington because he grew up for that team and said the league done messed up. For the next 15 years, the Giants have to pay for Gettleman's mistake. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Round Tripper here on 89.1 WXVU, Villanova Radio. It is Monday, September 23rd. I want to start things a little differently this week. I wonder why. Yeah, that was fun. I, th- I looked around to see who was talking. Same here. I, not a, I, didn't I looked know at Conrad. Happening. I think Conrad looked at me. <laughs> so that video is courtesy of ESPN. And uh, so like I said, it is Monday, September 23rd. We're going to get into things here on a football Monday uh, alongside Conrad Bayer and Jack Sherwood. No Matt Wood or Ben Moy this week. We're also joined by some interns this week as they get to sit and learn. And uh, we'll hopefully have their own shows on WXVU in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to take our place at want some point. I know. Right? We're, we're almost on our way out now. It's kind of scary, actually. Close. Not close enough. <laughs> or not close. Like, Whoa. Can't, are you trying to get rid of us? <laughs> I meant, like, can't get us out. <laughs> so those are two know. very different yeah, connotations. It sounded like you just wanted to leave. No, yeah. not at all. Get me out of here. I just started. This is, this is my heart. You did just here, start. Actually. This is, I'm, it's mine now. The it's yours? mine. Did you just take over? Yeah, I have the, I have the heir to the throne, or whatever they said in Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. That was a great reference for the three of us. Smooth start, boys. All right, let's get into our shout-outs, as we always do. Thank you for everyone for listening. Connor, Jordy, Megan, Jewel, Shannon, Joe, Rebecca, Rick, Dan, Brian, Jack, Madeline, Mike Kaplan, Mike Rayo, my Uncle Ken, Aunt Diane, Marie, Joe, Johnny, Mom, Dad, Pears, Sherwoods, Woods, Points, anyone and everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. As also, our podcast is live every Tuesday morning on iTunes and Spotify. Just search Round Tripper Two Words. Usually goes up around 10.30 after I get some time out of Bradley's class. Can't wait. Always, right? I'm presenting tomorrow. You are presenting tomorrow. Yeah. Did, which, which article are you going with? I'm not going to say. I sent it to him. What do you him. mean you're not going to say? I'm not going to say to you. You'll find out tomorrow. It's the angry uncle one. Maybe. Yeah. I I'm, sent it to I'm him. Got that. back a really nice email. He said, you know, I think so. I can't. He said, I can't wait for you to present. Wow. Yeah. This is big. Very big. He's going to show up? First time First time I'm having the stage in class. So it should be big. Don't fail. I hope not. <laughs> Mul- multimedia Thank you for the journal- wishes. Multimedia journalism. 830 Gary Hall. 102. It's a little early for me. Very early. <laughs> Gary's also very, very far. It is. It's worth it, though. It is, is worth it? it. Yeah. Oh, Bradley's the best. Yeah. Well, and actually, uh, yeah, I've and, heard stories. Yeah. And the phone line, Skype, Patrick Zang, 315. I actually don't have it open right now, but... That's why my Skype wasn't going. <laughs> but but it's always a possibility. Uh, guys, anything you want to hit on before we get into it? No, you can you can take it away with Danny Dimes. Yeah, that good, I like that video. Good I feel I know what this monologue might be about. Yeah, he you told know. me about it at lunch. Do you think so? I'm just overreaction. 
No, no, absolutely <laughs> not. How could you say Possibly. such thing? That's not what we do on sports radio. This is no over not on this show. What? No, definitely not. You definitely what? make very accurate and well thought out takes. Yes, that's the plan. We squat on them for a long time to make sure they're correct. An exactly. incredibly long time. All right, Danny Dimes. The much maligned quarterback from Duke made his regular season debut on Sunday afternoon after months of criticism, much of that by plaudits that had never seen him play a down. Replacing a future Hall of Fame quarterback, an icon of the franchise who is far past his prime, Daniel excelled in the spotlight on Sunday afternoon in Tampa Bay. Jones took command of a sputtering offense on the way to 32 points, their first win of the season, and finally some hope in the eyes of Giants fans after so much pessimism. So much of the focus on the Giants has been the negative. From Ben McAdoo's tenure, to Geno Smith starting a game against Oakland, to signing Odell Beckham to trade him, to Landon Collins' tirade against management. But on Sunday, they got it right, and they deserve credit for that. Jones isn't just the future, he's the present, and he showed it with 336 passing yards and four total touchdowns. It's only one start, and we still have a lot to learn about Daniel, but the Giants' best chance to win, not just in 2020 and beyond, but in 2019, is through the arm and legs of Daniel Jones. And all right, let's get into it then. So the Giants defeated the Buccaneers 32-31 yesterday afternoon. First bullet point, Daniel Jones is Danny Dimes. Guys, take it away. <laughs> is he a dual-threat quarterback? He is. All right, I just want to get that out of the way really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he led the team in rushing attempts I on saw rushing. How does it feel to have a running back as your quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Lamar Jackson is now, uh, is now on the Giants. Um, but yeah, a lot of that had to do with, obviously, Saquon going yeah. out injured, which we'll get to in a second. But he looked pretty good. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I was actually amazed about, especially his poise in the pocket, especially in that fourth quarter with the the comeback that that he led. Um, he just he just looked so much better than I even thought. And this is, I obviously didn't watch him in in college. I don't. Basically, nobody did. Nobody watches Duke football. I did. I did. Yeah, he sure would actually watch his ACC. I watched uh, Week Twelve. Shout out Wake Forest. They skunked them, fifty-two to seven. His final <laughs> Legion game, and Duke. Big yeah. win for us. Not ranked, though. Jump the bullet. Jump the gun on that one. I thought Wake would be one. All right, continue. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he played fantastic, and he showed he had just so much more than Eli has right now. Not taking away from anything Eli did, but it was clear that he was done. He's a little washed up right now. We can go far to say that. And just the way Jones kind of took command of that huddle and how he had brought life back into that team and hope where Eli had been kind of sucking the team of its energy for let's be honest the last couple of years um, it was just good to see the Giants actually having having hope again and then somebody that really brought the energy because I don't even know when if when Eli was at the top of his game he was bringing the energy like Daniel Jones kind of did in that first game yeah I heard the I heard a story I read a story this morning that he like I think when they were down 18 he looked in the huddle and just said like let's get it like an effing score Yep. And, every, and then that, then he ran it in the yeah. next play or something. And everyone yeah. was like, wow, that's like shit. And that's, that's what a little you different. Need. That's yeah. what you need. Yeah, like, I know the story of, I think it was it Joe Montana that like picked out the guy. Um, I forgot what it is. Well, the actor. Um, and like the, I think it was one of the Super Bowls they were down. They, I was the, uh, I, I think like Super Bowl like 24, picked out someone in the crowd and said, isn't that the comedian? And like everyone was like, okay, like he's got our back. Like, and they had like <laughs> he's, a, he's calm. They they literally had like a ninety five yard. I'm pretty sure it's called like the drive to win the Super Bowl. And when I heard that story, I thought, you know, that's the confidence that you want, not like the going on the media, like, hey, you know, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to throw for four hundred yards. No, like the mm-hmm. quiet confidence in the team. The second thing is once Barstool 
makes you a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. The Danny Dimes t-shirt. That's yep. when you've made it. <laughs> the third, He's got two, actually. Two, the Dan I, Wagon I saw, as well. The Dan, the Dan Wagon was funny. The third one was, you gotta love Sports Center. They threw up this SC Facts. Daniel Jones is 1-0. Oh, yeah. While like being down by 18 points. 18 plus, Eli Manning was 0-44 in those such games. And it was just like, he's played one game. <laughs> just say like, you know, SC Facts. Eli Manning never came back from 18 plus, but like to say he's 1-0, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, he's 1-0 because he's, he's played one, one game. His literal <laughs> record is 1-0. Yeah, so that's why. Got a little help too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I do think you guys hit on it and that it was just a different energy on Sunday that you haven't seen around this team in a couple of years, probably since the postseason run, um, or not even run, but the postseason game uh, freshman year in, in 2016, 2017. Jones just brought that new light. He stood in the, he was poised in the pocket, which you don't see a lot from a rookie quarterback. He stepped up. He was able to get out, use his legs, ran for a couple first downs. He absolutely threw a ball that should have been a pick six, but was dropped. So yeah. we'll, we'll bring that up there. But otherwise, like you gave the kid a chance there at the end. One drive down six. and He pulled it off on fourth and five with the rush in his face. He stepped up and scampered into the end zone. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of quarterbacks that in the same exact situation happened yeah. to a certain quarterback last yeah. night that talked a lot of trash <laughs> about a certain that. quarterback that I we're talking about, about right somebody now. Else for a second, no, I was not ready for. No, it, it was fourth and goal for yeah. the Browns last night, and Mayfield had the exact same situation where he could have stepped up and ran for a touchdown, and he, he ran for his life out of the pocket yeah. and that, threw an interception. Exactly. That's what they said is that he flushed the pocket too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baker did, and then yeah, he looked poised in the pocket. I will give him a lot of credit. First half, he kind of looked not like fully a deer in the headlights, but he did not. He, like a couple times, he didn't feel the pressure. The game came a little too quick at the beginning, and, and like props him, he stepped it up in the second half. Like when the bright lights came on, he showed up, which was great. Like when I watched the first half with Brian, we were kind of like a little, little upset to see that you know he wasn't doing as well, which makes sense for a rookie quarterback. And then the second half, whether it was you know him looking at the film, if that's you know the David Cutcliffe quarterback came out of him or whatnot, or if he's just you know, a winner is he, you know, stepped up and did it. So, you know, huge props to him, especially in that spot down by six first game. You know, the Bucks have a decent defense. They're but, okay. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, though, it is fourth and five and he stepped up in the pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, and he didn't, he didn't just look at the one read and was like, I'm going to take off. He stepped up, did the reads yep. wide open. It wasn't like he had to dive and like, you know. No, the, the Red Sea parted for him yeah. up the middle too. And also I do want to touch on how impressive a throw it was to Sterling Shepard for oh, a second yeah. touchdown yes. pass as well. And double yeah. coverage put it in a spot. Only Shepard could get it. Dove and made the catch. Evan Ingram really helped him out on that first one where it was just about <laughs> a 20-yard throw and Ingram did the rest for the 75-yard touchdown. But incredibly impressive Jones there. Giants get to one and two at home against the Redskins uh, in week four with a chance to get to two and two. But we'll talk about the Redskins. <laughs> what, what was your reaction when they missed the kick? Because I didn't see it. Brian pure, turned it off. Pure joy. Yeah, Brian did turn it off. We were watching true it. True fan right there. He goes, he goes, oh no. Well, they, when when Mike Evans caught that six yard pass, he was, was like, we're done. Oh, well, I he thought just, we were done too. He shut the computer and we just all just kind of looked around mm-hmm. and just goes, okay. Okay. And Jack goes, but it could happen. You can miss the kick. And then we watched the, uh, I think it was the Steelers game because I was on CBS. And the score, score yep. popped up like end of fourth quarter. And turned mm-hmm. to Rick and I went. I think they missed it. <laughs> I yeah. think they missed it. The second most important wide right in Giants history. All right, I'm done. Yeah. I'm if done. For people that don't know, Sherwood's a Bills fan. <laughs> so that one probably stung a little bit. All right, Fair I don't. I, <laughs> we'll keep moving along. As we touched on, the Rams beat the Browns on the road. Browns fall to one and two. We're probably going to say it every week, but how concerned are we with the Cleveland Browns? I done chained them first week, so you did. that's all I have to say. That's a fact. But they did impress me. They looked, they looked pretty good. Baker looked obviously better than Monday night. Um... Did good. I think that. I think. I think just it's like in sports. You gotta just take a deep breath. I feel like he was rushing a couple throws, 
got a little bit too like ahead of the moment. But I mean, he looked good for a against a pretty good rate. Uh, the Rams are going to be defense. very good. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I am a little concerned. I the Browns they haven't really done it for me yet. But also, you have to take into account how good this Rams team is. Um. I believe I saw a stat today that. Sean McVay is nine and one against the AFC, and that only loss is the Super Bowl Super loss. Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, play the Bills yet? Okay, <laughs> I gotta put that out there. True, true. They have not played the Bills, so nine and two. They're not, and they're not good in cold weather because you guys beat them last year. True, true. I wow. guess, I guess the Bills are are There's gonna some beat the Rams right there. <laughs> That's helping me help you. Exactly. All right. Well, I will say what is a little concerning about it is their upcoming schedule is brutal after the one and two start. Baltimore, Baltimore on the road, San Francisco on the road, Seattle at home, Patriots on the road, Broncos on the road, the Bills at home. That's through early November. That's rough. So I do think that the one and two start can maybe temper some expectations a little bit. And we kind of see like, wait a second, this shouldn't be one of the Super Bowl favorites, but they are going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, no, I, th- I think they are fun to watch, but and they'll be on primetime. So They're going to be on primetime, so we're going to see plenty of them yep. uh, this year. And Freddie Kitchens just have to touch on. That so, was terrible. Call. Well, for, first off, yeah, Absolutely on 4th and 9 with about 9 minutes left in the game, um, ran a draw. Which, why? I, I wondered if he took that, in all honesty, out of the Georgia playbook. And no, 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 we'll no. I can't, okay. No, but like. Not from that game, but from the Rose Bowl when they played Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Is there's a couple times there was third and ten, and they handed it off to Chubb. Yep, and he picked, and he like if you if you look at those sets, Chubb did amazing that game. But there were three or four times it was a third down handoff, and Chubb picked up the first down. I honestly wondered if something went through his head, like it worked once already with this guy. Let's, Let's try, try the it. magic moment. Probably wasn't. Probably like connecting two random dots. But yeah, no, it was. It was. <laughs> That's what we call. do on round trip where we connect the dots. Chubb did have a, a, a decent game with he, 23 carries for 96 yards. He I mean, did, but the, yeah, I, it's indefensible to run a draw on fourth and nine. Yeah. There. It just, uh, on third down, you can maybe yeah, get third away. And nine, like, I like that play. Yeah. yeah Broad, third and nine. Third and nine, you can. Because, yeah, you try to go to like a fourth and five, something yeah. of that nature, but not, it's, not there. That's a, you're just like, and listen, I, I said it before the season. I'm going to continue to say it. He is the biggest question mark on this Browns team is Freddie Kitchens because that was the wrong yeah. guy for the job, and I will oh, continue to completely. stay with that. Um, moving along, Saints beat. Saints beat the Seahawks 33-27 in Seattle in a shocker with no Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater taking the reins. Bridgewater 19 of 27 in his first start since 2005, or his first actual start since 2015. Not really going to count the week 17 yeah. of, uh, of last year when the Saints already clinched a playoff spot. Uh, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Alvin Kamara doing what he does. Uh, 69 yards on the ground, a touchdown. Another 92 yards and a touchdown through the air. Does this say more about the Saints or the Seahawks? I think it says more about the Saints that they're able to bounce back just one week later after lose, losing your Hall of Famer quarterback who's been there forever um, and is putting up all the records and being able to just roll through, keep it going. They did get help with a, I believe they had a return touchdown they and did. a defensive yeah. touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, it was a fumble return and a punt return for a touchdown. Yeah. Finally, so, the fumble return for the touchdown. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> so, yeah. So, obviously, it wasn't all in the offense, but it showed that they still were able to get it going, and Kamara had a bounce-back game after last week at the Rams. Once Drew Brees went down, you kind of knew it was going to all go through Kamara. 
So this kind of showed that they are able to get back to a balanced offense and that Bridgewater still is a very good quarterback um, and could start still probably for a lot of teams, but being a, being the backup in New Orleans turned out to be a great opportunity. And I think he'll be able to show how well he is or how good he still is. Yeah, no, I like I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think that you look at the stats, they had Saints had 206, 265 all-purpose yards. Seattle had 515. That game should be, you know, 31-14, 31-10 the other way. But, I mean, credit to the Saints. They did stick in there. They, you know, it was, you know, fight or flight, and they definitely could have easily packed it up and gone away when their Hall of Fame quarterback was gone. So, you know, huge props to them. And Kamara didn't even do that, like, have a huge game. So like if you if you think Bridgewater throws for 177 yards, Kamara's probably got to go for two bills. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he only got so. well, yeah, he got 92 of them. Yeah. So it was yeah. actually it was a lot to Kamara, and they actually did hold Kamara in check mostly on the ground there. Um, but I do think that well, I said it last week. I think the Saints are going to be totally fine. Bridgewater's the best backup in the league. That's why he's getting paid around six yeah. million dollars yeah. to be a backup quarterback. So the Saints kind of had this plan B in place. And clearly, it paid off beating a, what I think is going to be a very good Seattle team for most of the year. Russell was yeah, very, good. very, very good um, yesterday. Moving to some quick hits. Wait, qu- question. Did, mm-hmm. did Taysom Hill play? Like, well, he I, did. Not I didn't many really snaps. Watch much, much. Not much. Okay, because I was going to say it's interesting if they want to. It was mostly against, Bridgewater. Which I think you've got to do that. You've either, I do too. You, you can't do like the college football high school where it's double-headed. It's like you've got to stick with the guy so he knows week in, week out, every play, every drive. The thing um, is, I think it's also different with like, with Drew Brees, if you're like, oh, we'll throw in this gadget play. Like, Drew Brees is yeah. very yeah. solid in his position, mm-hmm. and no, nobody's taking his spot. With Bridgewater, you toss him in for five plays, a quarterback, that I think that shakes Bridgewater's confidence, mm-hmm. yeah. and no, that messes true. everything up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Bridgewater is too good. If this is, yeah. if you're talking Luke Falk, I'm, I apologize <laughs> to, to the Jets out there, then yeah, I can oh, see Taysom boy. Hill getting some. Um, getting some play there, but Bridgewater's too good for that yeah, to, to mess with that. And so, it's not much of a wild card, or like because it's no. pocket passer, breeze mm-hmm. to wildcat. So, okay. Yeah, no, no I, I agree. Quick hits. So let's stay like probably like a sentence or two on each of these just because I don't want to keep these guys for too long. Yeah. Um, Packers win 27 16, move to 3 0. Man, they're good, especially that yeah. defense, which is yeah. something we have not been able to say about Green Bay in a while. Nice no, jerseys. Same. I yeah, the throwback their, jerseys. Those jerseys suck, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I like those jerseys. They were disgust. They're terrible. All right, but we're gonna keep it quick. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that your wrap up? I hate the jerseys. It. I'm done. Green Bay isn't supposed to have a defense. This they is do. unfair. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. It's Rodgers. You can't. You can't give him a defense. Aaron Jones looked good as well. Finally on he the did. ground yeah. as well. So Green Bay looks dangerous. Uh, Dallas improves to three and zero. Congratulations. You beat the wounded Dolphins. They have the Saints next week in primetime, which will be an interesting which game. Which will for be both. fun to watch. Again, Saints, um, you know, see what they can do against another tough team. I mean, I don't, yeah. D- Dallas kind of folds in big games, so it'll be interesting. Dallas also, I don't think, has played anybody. They have not. No. Yeah. Well, they played the Giants, but it was without Daniel Jones. So, they played you know. the Giants with Eli, <laughs> then the R words. R words, yeah. And then the, the Dolphins, Dolphins, which is not an NFL team. Yeah. Raise your hand if your team won this weekend. Oh, my team has not played. Raise your hand if your team's undefeated. Only my hands up. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills improved to three and zero with a win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Josh Allen drives them down at the end of the game. Yeah. How are we feeling, Bills fan? Very good. Very excited. This was the game that I scheduled since the schedule since the schedule <laughs> the came I out. Scheduled. I pardon me. I circled this game. Three winnable games in the year. Get to New England at home. Put it on the table. It's New That's England week. It is. I told Mel in the car. I think this might be top ten biggest game of my lifetime. I want to hear that. Yeah. Sunday's so, gonna be big. Big, huge. Yeah. 
I think the Bills can pull it off. Uh, they can. That Bills defense is playing very, very well. Very I'm still good. not yeah. a Josh Allen believer. I'm sorry. No, it's that pitcher's team. Is. They have, yeah, they they've had a tough third quarter. I'm just gonna put it that way. They've like Allen's come out thrown for close to 200 yards the last two games in the first half, and he ends up with like 280. Because mm-hmm. he just they don't do anything in the third quarter. They've got to clean that up. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes beats Lamar Jackson in that big one o'clock battle, 33 no. 28. Are the Chiefs ever gonna stop scoring? No. And Miko Hartman is amazing. The the Chiefs just keep pulling out playmakers. Shady yeah. McCoy too steps in with Damian Williams out. Big and fan of Shady. Just. So when they get, when they get easily. back, Tyreek Hill, like, what's going to happen? They're going to score a lot of points. They're, they're going to have to put did. a 12th man on the field. Like, <laughs> there's not to. a there's too much speed on that field. They might have to. Uh, Steelers fall in in uh, Rudolph's first start to the 49ers. Steel, Steelers as a team didn't look great there. No. Steelers defense. Forced plenty of turnovers. Yeah. yeah. So Garoppolo did not look great. Yeah. But the Niners but were able to pull it out. Rudolph. Yeah. And so San Francisco still undefeated on the young season. Yeah. Rudolph looked. Bad. Listen, it's it's his first start, so you gotta give him time. But he's also been in the league for a couple of years. For a year, yeah. For he's year. he's got but a like, he's one that doesn't have too much polish yet. And you definitely yeah. gonna need to work on. I think it's struggle not having a healthy James Conner. I think yeah. that if he's healthy, you can kind of rely on him a little bit. Kind of like you know. But if you take a look at that, it's the same way what happened with Daniel Jones. He didn't have a healthy Saquon because you think that yeah. So that's um, yeah, it didn't look great. And finally, Antonio Brown is done. Good riddance. He did you see he signed up at uh, Central Michigan? I for did classes? see that. Yep. Did see that. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if you just walked in your class. Good luck reading his English essay. I dropped that class like <laughs> immediately. Yeah. I'd try to sit next to him. Um, uh, hopefully, this is the end of Antonio Brown's stories because I think we've talked about it a little too much. Yeah. As has everyone else. And it's just gone very downhill. It was fun when it was, <laughs> it was is he going to burn his feet and ice <laughs> And again? he won't wear a helmet. And, and then it got sad. And then it got, yeah. Business is not booming. Business is not booming. Nope. He lost a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, but, God, a ton. Yeah. All right. All right. That'll wrap up our NFL segment. We're going to send it to a quick break and then uh, get into some college football. This is Round Tripper on 89.1, and we'll be right back. Back here on Round Tripper. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> Are you kidding me? How many years have we been doing this? It was a quick song. <laughs> I was not ready. The countdown. <laughs> Was on point. Yeah, I was. I think Charlotte nailed the, the countdown. I I picked up the pace once after I dropped the ball the first time. This was a lot better. I, I stopped trusting you after that first countdown, so I didn't. I didn't very, believe you were right at that second fair. one. Very fair. Very. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fine. We're living and learning. It is all good. So I had to play Tenth Avenue Freeze out there. It is the boss's seventieth birthday. So happy birthday, Bruce. Connor, what's your favorite Bruce Springsteen song? Sherwood, what's your favorite Bruce Springsteen song? Uh, top song. Bruce Springsteen. Song. <laughs> He's Googling right now. Um, Better than what I born, did. I thought Born... I was, you like Born to Run? Born in the USA. Born in the USA. I was thinking I was going to say uh, like Living in America, but that's a song in Rocky. I couldn't... Mm-hmm. You know when uh, Apollo fights Drago? Mm-hmm. Living in America. That song was in my head. I was like, that's not it. I know that's not it's him. close. Yeah, but Born to Run is also good too. I'm also a big fan of uh, Jungle Land. Jungle Lines, fantastic. It was a 19, produced in 1975. You can see that now. Thank you for that. Yeah. I like Badlands, personally. But, you know. Fair enough. I, come up with one? Oh, we're going to go Conrad's nope. favorite is Born to Run because he's a track runner. How about that? That was what I Do was Do you like that? Yeah, yeah, we're going to go with that. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into some college football. Um, you would think I'm starting with the Georgia Notre Dame game, but I'm not. 
there's a reason for that. But um, Wisconsin beats Michigan 35-14. to 14. And the bullet point that I put down is so about that new and improved Michigan offense. Not good. Not great. Not great. 35 to zero at one point. Yeah. At least they got a two point conversion. That's fun. They did get a two point conversion. That is that true. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Props when they were them. down 35, nothing, they went for two. Huge, huge ups to them. Definitely but, makes sense. Is Harbaugh in the hot seat? I know we literally talked about that like yes last week or two weeks ago, but like and I believe and that was all of us said there was, was no, no chance. Like, no. Yeah. But honestly, after this, possibly I think he might he could be. Yeah, it's cool. Well, Do we never we never talk about another man's job. Obviously, never never talk about another man's job. But, but it's starting to get cool. It's starting to get warm. It's yeah, a little it's toasty. heating up. It is depending on how the Ohio State game goes later in the year, especially if after Ohio's, Army. Yeah. If he beats Ohio State this year, then it's he's, then it's back he's, to, he's it's good. Oh, then ice cold. Probably yeah. a decade actually. If he beats Ohio State, but if he loses to Ohio State, well, he's always loss. lost to Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, when that he, is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not well, great. Then just, he could be. Let me just read to you how the seasons have gone under Harbaugh. Because yes, they've made great strides. Because think, it's actually really gone back a decade. Think of Rich Rodriguez first. How <laughs> Rich Rod? <laughs> Wait, who was the four Rich Rod? Lloyd Carr, who was a very good coach for me. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you go into Rich Rodriguez in 2008, three and nine. It's not great. Five and seven, seven and six, fired, lost in the Gator Bowl. Brady Hoke comes in. There's a bunch of hope, finishes 11 and two, wins the Sugar Bowl. Then we go eight and five, seven and six, five and seven. He's out. Harbaugh comes in in 2015, goes 10 and three, wins the Citrus Bowl. Obviously, really nice way to start your first season back at your alma mater. 2016, 10 and 3, lost in the Orange Bowl. 2017, 8 and 5, lost in the Outback Bowl. 2018, 10 and 3, lost in the Peach Bowl. What was Brady Hoke's first year? Brady Hoke's first year was 11 and 2. Or what? What? Um, or Rich Rod? What was his first like year? Was he starting in 2000? 2008. Got out of App State. That's when App State beat Shout out App State. All right, that's how I was just going for. Okay. So Harbaugh again. Now four seasons passed. One and three in bowl games. Oh and four. That's not great. Yeah. Oh and four against the game too. And oh and four against Ohio State. Yeah. Been running this, you know, very outdated offense, kind of a slow grind type thing. Uh, listen, it's it's done fine. I mean, you've got three ten and three seasons in there. Yeah. It's not like that's bad, but to come up short in three straight bowl games, that stings. And to never really compete for a national title. That stings, and this year, being picked to uh, to win the Big Ten by a lot, mostly because I think people were just concerned about Ohio State losing their coach yes. and quarterback. Not if you actually looked at the roster. <laughs> and then a really slow start to the season with some very unconvincing wins, and then getting the doors blown off of you by Wisconsin. Who plays that old school football of they're just going <laughs> to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Not punt the ball, but run the ball. <laughs> run the, with Jonathan Taylor, who is... Very, very, very good. good. By very the way, good. shout out to Jack Cohn of Wisconsin, who's from Saville, Long Island. Is he the freshman quarterback? He's a junior. Junior. Who's the Who's the freshman quarterback? I'm not sure. I, I just know. know that Cohn's taken over after Hornybrook transferred. Horny for Heisman. Never, never. Horny's, Horny started playing this week for uh, Florida State, I saw. Yeah, Hornybrook is not a very good player. <laughs> <laughs> that, those were some rough years while he was the quarterback. That, he, he was able to lead them to wins, but you knew whenever he... They needed to win a game. No, it would be like 17. Was, was not going to win that game. But uh, so Jonathan Taylor, though, 23 carries for 203 yards. I, bl- I don't remember if it was ESPN or Fox Sports 1. 
But one of their big guys said he is the best running back prospect since Ezekiel Elliott's come out of college, which I think people might have forgotten about some guy named Saquon Barkley. <laughs> but, Maybe. Yeah. But Taylor has been incredible, is going to be in the Heisman conversation, probably not going to win it because it's going to go to one of these outstanding quarterbacks this year. But wow, Jonathan Taylor. I would say he's more like Saquon. He looks, he's thicker. He's, or thick. he's big, yeah, he's he's big, big like Saquon. Mm-hmm. He yeah. runs really hard downhill. Yeah. Um, Taylor just, so Wisconsin, be interesting to watch, undefeated on the season. Fantastic offensive line. It'll be interesting to see what happens once they get into a high score. Like when they play Ohio State, obviously that's the game that we all think about. Yeah. That is where we're going to really see what Wisconsin can do. Yeah. I mean, especially in that uh, Big Ten West. It's just, you can run over all of them. Um, Yeah, that Ohio State game will really be the test to see what will happen. Um, But I mean, beating out Michigan like that, a number 11 team in the country. Oh, it's very impressive. Beating Michigan like that, they were up 35 nothing on one point. It also was at home, which which helps them, but Mm -hmm. it's also not Big Ten weather yet. So (laughs) Just just you wait. Just yet. And then that's when Wisconsin will be even better because that's, it's right up their alley. Exactly, because they don't throw the ball. Kirk Cousins only throw for 16 times. <laughs> it's true. Um, all right, does that wrap up everything you want to hit on Wisconsin-Michigan? But yep. I just wanted to highlight the, the Harbaugh finishes because it's actually worse than you'd think. Yeah. Very so the, I, I, the do I think he's on the hot seat? No, I, I don't. But I will say, if, if another repeat of the Ohio State game happens this year where Ohio State puts up over 60 on them, then, and they look outclassed. You may hear whispers for the first time. Who would take over? Or, and maybe or, that's like, the that's thing. And that's why yeah. I don't think they would actually get rid of him. Because who are you going to find that's going to be better? You've got to find. But yeah. do you think there would be a chance of kind of before they could kick him out? Is there a chance he goes back to the NFL? No, I don't think so. Huh. I think he loves the control he's got at Michigan. That he can control every aspect. Yeah, like the khakis. Did you see that khakis video? I did. That was funny. That was <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> It was good. So it'll be interesting to watch for the rest of the season. And also just interesting to see if Michigan can rebound. They still have to play Notre Dame in a, in a couple of weeks as well at home, be it for Michigan that game. Speaking of Notre Dame, we'll get into Georgia defeating the Irish 23-17. Dogs held on. So yeah. it was actually a really good game. So Much we, listen, we talked about it. The spread was 14, which we all thought was ridiculous. Um, being that, yes, Georgia was the clear favorite in this game, especially yes. playing at home in your SEC stadium. But they're not a two-touchdown favorite over Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame went into half up 10-7. A really nice drive from Ian Book there at the end of the second half. Notre Dame kicks the field goal, goes up 10-7. What do we think of Georgia? Because I would say, obviously, a good win. But I wouldn't exactly say I was overly impressed. But I was more impressed with Notre Dame in this game than I was with Georgia. I wouldn't have been surprised if they honestly would have gone back from 3-4 to in the rankings. It would not have surprised me, but... Yeah. No, I think that they, especially, yeah, being at home, that's not, it's not great to win by six. Like a win's a win against, you know, a top 10. A tough team, sure. Yeah, but it was, yeah, I think we I think we learned more about Notre Dame. Obviously, they did, you know, amazing on the road. They showed that they can hang that tight end. They just ended up, you know, he was had like four four receptions the whole year. And then you just. He was lighting up yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's not, and they, Kirby Smart said it, but if. The home crowd really helped them win that game. A lot of false starts, a lot of cut. They had the on the fourth down in order and went for it. Um, the center snapped it before Ian Book was ready. Yes. So the home crowd did play a huge advantage. But yeah, it's just 
yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it once we get to that last point about Jake Fromm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it, 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 the offense goes through DeAndre Swift. Yes, it does. They, Georgia's a running team. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Swift and uh, Damian Harian, and yeah, it's just you saw that the couple bursts in the second half, but it's those holes just weren't as open as like they have been. Granted, they haven't played that many great. They haven't played great teams, but yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't wasn't a great. Great. It was it was a good defensive battle. It was. It was. It, it was a lot of fun. It, there was a lot of penalties too, which took definitely took away from the yeah. game, which was a little frustrating. I do want to highlight though, I was impressed by Ian Book. I know he threw the two picks. One of them wasn't his fault. It was the interception. The other one was an incredible play by the Georgia defender where he yeah. closed down on that ball yeah. on the sideline, made the diving interception, dragged yeah, the foot. That was, yeah. So but Book made a lot of big time throws. And Book is the best quarterback Notre Dame has had in a while. Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> Yeah, just ask um, Todd McShay. About Todd McShay. It. Or was it Kuiper? That said, yeah, if he was. It was Kuiper. It was Kuiper, yeah. not McShay. Yeah. It was Kuiper. Um, that said, he would retire if Jimmy Clausen turned out to be a bust. Um, still around. Kuiper's still going. <laughs> Todd, but, Todd, 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 Todd. <laughs> but Book, like on the road, very impressive start. And that's why I still do believe in this Notre Dame team because they hung in there at Georgia. Book made a lot of big time throws. Notre Dame usually doesn't play a team like Georgia on the road. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. got Michigan. They play USC every year. They'll play Stanford. This, this was Georgia. different. This yeah. was yeah. different. Um, this was a little reminiscent of the Texas game from a couple years ago. But even that, this Georgia team was much better than what that Texas mm-hmm. team was then. And they didn't have um, running backs. Their two running backs were injured. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was fully on his shoulders. And he looked great. He didn't, he didn't seem to scramble as much. Was that, am I like making that up? But he didn't. He only had three carries for 18 years. He got out of the pocket a decent yeah. amount. And Notre Dame's usually known for having really good offensive lines. But Georgia had a decent pass rush yeah. throughout the game. And that's, yeah, they were, um, yeah. I think, yeah, it was, it was very, very impressed. Very impressive by Notre Dame. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was, I think it lived up to the hype. It was the uh, Sanford Stadium had a really nice light chill. That was fun to watch. Well, that's important. Yeah. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, that was, that had me go, that, yeah. That was a lot of fun. And then, so on the point that I know you wanted to talk about, is Jake Fromm enough for this team, for Georgia, a team that is, should be, and I think will be competing for a national title? Can Fromm's arm help get them there? I think his arm can, yes. I think he has a very good arm, or like, or like in terms of like, Ginther, yes, but there, I don't know if they have enough weapons. Like Miko Hartman, who who just had that huge huge game for uh, Kansas, City. Kansas City, he used to play. He he went after his third year. They had, I just don't know. I think he's he seems more like the game manager type, like the lat, and that's kind of been the knock on him. Freshman year he came out there, did very well. Sophomore year, the thing was he's a game manager. This year, I mean, it's not been great. I mean, they have um, Blaylock, they have Cager, but like, there's not a huge. Um, yeah, there just kind of hasn't been a huge. They haven't been been able to rely on the been able to rely on his arm, mm-hmm. which isn't good. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. But I mean, it is Deontay Swift is amazing in that backfield. But I mean, I just didn't see anything like special from From. Like I remember, what was it two years ago? And he was a freshman. Could you heard all this stuff about him? How he's um, a freshman, really lighting it up and. Last year, he kind of went under the radar, um, even though Georgia was still a pretty good team. And this year, you're still not getting that buzz because um, he's not at that level of like a Tua or even a, a Hurts at Oklahoma. No. Um, or a Trevor Lawrence at, at Clemson. Um, so I don't I don't know, especially with all those other great teams having studs at quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not sure if he if he is enough to win them a national championship. I, he's good enough, clearly, to get them into the hunt. Um, like you said, I think they most likely will be in that final four. But we'll see. LSU's got something to say. True. About that. Yeah. They'll be in contention. They'll be they'll be top five all year, top five six, um, and at least be there. And he's good enough for that for sure. But I, I, he's not good enough to win them the whole thing. So I do think Fromm is good enough that they're going to compete for it because I think that Georgia team is so complete. I love Kirby Smart. I love everything mm-hmm. he's done there. I trust Fromm, I think, especially as a junior now, I think he's got, especially the football intelligence, where he's not going to lose you games. True. But you're right. Like If it gets into a situation where they're in the SEC title game and they're up against Tua in Alabama and Tua's lighting up the scoreboard as he does, that's tough for Fromm to be able to keep track. In a lower scoring game, I really like Georgia's chances with that yes. run game and with how intelligent a quarterback Fromm is. I, I'm not going to say he can make all the throws because I don't think he can, but he can make a lot of the throws and just enough where I still think this Georgia team can't win a national title this year. I think Fromm is enough. He's not going to win it on his own. That is just not who Jake Fromm is going to be. But I think he's a pro quarterback as well. I yeah. think he's going to get looks in the NFL. I do. And because of that, I can still see them winning a title this year. I think it. I think it comes down to when they play Auburn, the Deep South. So this rivalry, when they play, Auburn. I think it's. I think it's November sixteenth because that's when Wake plays Clemson, if I remember correctly. But, um, yeah, that's a big game. There, SEC, SEC isn't that great this year. It, it's always habitually not that great. They, you've got Florida in a couple of weeks or next month. It'll be interesting to see. They went over defense. the balls for Florida, yeah. <laughs> but it'll be thirty-four three. It'll be there's a stretch where they play. At Auburn, and I believe home against AM. So, yeah, that's kind of what we'll see. And then, usually, like you said, that SEC title game looming yeah. against Alabama. Well, yeah. usually, Alabama. Against, yeah. We'll see because the Bam LSU game. And Auburn. And Auburn. Auburn, that's yeah. True. So, it'll yeah, be the, the Iron the Bowl in, that, in the last week of the season. Yeah, that's what it is. I think that so I think that they should be able to get through, squeak by with one win, with one loss. Even if they have two losses and they get in the SEC championship game mm-hmm. and they beat. An undefeated oh. LSU, and undefe- then that gets exciting. Oh, won't the debates yeah. rage on? <laughs> but that's I if a two-loss Georgia team wins the SEC yeah. title. That'll be. In- Hopefully, they won't get a two-loss. But um, yeah, no, they're they're good for or J- Jake Fromm's good for a big-time game where he just doesn't step up. Mm-hmm. And and which happened this game? I don't think he threw. He only threw for like let. He, it was it wasn't a great 80, 185. So that's mm-hmm. why I think he'll definitely. Hopefully, that was the bad game out of the system. Yeah, sure. All right, sticking with that SEC theme, Auburn took down Texas A and M. On the road. Now, Auburn actually dominated this game for a large portion of it before AM kind of mounted a comeback there at the end. Uh, what, what I want to touch on again is kind of something we've been talking about for a little while now is that Auburn rushing game is scary. Uh, continues to really lead the team 193 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. That Auburn defense was really good uh, throughout most of the game until the fourth quarter uh, when Kellen Mond was able to finally get loose a little bit, who did also throw the ball 49 times for AM at home. On the negative side, what just you have to highlight is I've said it. I know everyone loves Bo Nix. Everyone's in love with the kid from you know the Auburn fan. Twelve for twenty for a hundred yards. That's not and no. yeah, it's a road game at A and M, so you don't want to kill the kid. and they won, so you don't want to kill the kid for it. But twelve also twelve for thirty eight on the ground, which is impressive. But I'm telling you, I'm watching Nix play these games, and he just misses a lot of throws that I feel like. And he's a freshman quarterback, but he misses a lot of throws. I think he should be making. Which makes me nervous because yeah. I think this is a really good Auburn team. I think you've got to, I think it's kind of, you know, learn on the fly with them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have been able to squeak through some games and, you know, like, yeah, 
It's, he is missing a lot of throws. He looked against Oregon. Did mm-hmm. week one? That was week one. Didn't look that great. And then he, but then he came up with the game winning touchdown <laughs> yeah. pass yeah. at the end. Which was so that's dime. why I feel like Nix is just such. You, you don't know what it is. And then yeah. you're always going to go back to, well, he's a freshman. He's learning on the fly. Listen, he may hit his stride midseason, and we may see the five-star you know, recruit that everyone's so excited about. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I think it's, it's a different pace, too. It is. And just Especially now getting into SEC season yeah. as well. So it'll, it'll be interesting. But uh, So I really like this Auburn team, but the quarterback scares me. And I think Malzahn is basically just going to go baptism by fire here and trust in his guy. And... It's got a chance to really pay dividends, and you can. This kid could turn into a real star at Auburn, but especially in games like this, he can also hold you back a little bit. He'll also be around too, so it's kind of, you know, obviously he'll have two more years, so you know maybe he can get that experience. Maybe he, even though he has, if he has a tough year this year, maybe next year, you know, he steps up and throws for three hundred, you know, yards a game. So yeah, yeah, no, very fair. And then one final point: um, last week we ripped Chip Kelly to shreds, so I, I'm going to say we resurrected Chip Kelly. <laughs> As uh, UCLA came back down 32 this week to beat Washington State. It's just absurd. What a game. What a game. Did you guys stay up to watch it? No, I can't say I did. No, we were, I forgot where we were, but all of a sudden Dan goes like, like, it's 50-50. We need to turn it on. (laughs) It was like Jack, Dan, and I in the room just watching TV. They were down 32 points in the second half and came back to win 67-63. to Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) <laughs> and shout out to like that UCLA defense for two straight, like back to back plays to turn turnovers to end up sub the game when we touched down. Yes. And the seal. The Other game. than the 63 points that they allowed, <laughs> including the nine passing touchdowns <laughs> that the Washington State quarterback. With Gardner Minshew in the crowd. It's, too. Well, oh, yeah. By the way, guard, shout out Gardner Minshew with the first career win. Yeah. Love to see that. That was big fans. One, one heck of a win for him on, uh, on Thursday <laughs> night. And uh, fun fact remember the Titans came out 19 years ago today. Wow. Oh, <laughs> wow. Left side. Wow. <laughs> Strong side. Wow. All right. That'll wrap it up for our college football segment. We're going to get into some Major League Baseball and some miscellaneous. This is Round Tripper on 89.1, and we'll be right back. We're back here on Round Tripper. A little devil went down in Georgia. Sack Brown Ben. Live rendition. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? I mean, we did talk Notre Dame, Georgia there. So, Hey, Conrad. What's up? How we doing? Well, I mean, he again. He counted it down perfectly. And yeah, it seemed it like perfect. you weren't. You weren't ready. You, you guys seemed like you had it under control. <laughs> <laughs> We're so, a little bit of the itis. So, so, oh Just God, a little bit. Oh so we are rocking and rolling here into our major oh. league baseball segment. One week remaining in the baseball season. So we're going to go through some things, what to watch for. But first, Padres fired Andy Green this weekend. So San Diego currently sitting at seventy and eighty-six. Disappointing season after yeah. signing Manny Machado. In the offseason, committing all that money. Also signed Eric Hosmer, remember, um, a, uh, a couple years ago. Will Myers, uh, Sherwood's buddy over there. It's kind of, I don't, wanna, I don't know if I want to say stagnated, but I would have expected more from him at this point. He went through it mid-season. Slump. Yeah, yeah. Once I saw him, he picked it up. There you go. That's, that's, what's, that's what's important. So what I do want to touch on here, though, is that San Diego job's incredibly attractive with the assets that they have there. Chris Paddock. Fernando Tatis Jr., the second-best rookie in baseball behind a certain first baseman for the New York Metropolitans. Um, you got Chris Paddock there, Manny Machado, um, Manuel, Mar- Manuel Margot in center field, if he could ever live up to that potential. You got Hosmer at first base, Austin Hedges behind the plate. Like There are pieces in place in San Diego. So my question is, is Joe Madden going to be managing the San Diego Padres come April 1st next year? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
It's the perfect Joe Maddon spot because he's going to get fired from the Cubs. Like, Excuse me, it won't be fired. His contract will not be renewed. They will decide part ways. Whatever the hell. He's not coming back to the Cubs. Um, it's the perfect spot. It's a young team. A lot of talent. Um, really ready to take that next step. Joe Man doesn't great. Fixes the culture in a in a clubhouse basically immediately with the, the gimmicks and stuff, which is kind of worn out in Chicago. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it's a great fit. He's going to end up there. Like, I don't even know. Next question. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were in the wild card hunt for a while. Until, it was mostly, it was all-star break-ish. Yeah, it was, they were, yeah, even like beginning of August, I think they were like four or five back, which isn't great. You know, that still kind of quote unquote early in the season, but yeah, they definitely have a lot of young talent. It's just putting it together. They, yeah, they, de- they definitely, sh- they've been in like this holding pattern since about 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, they've got, and I didn't even mention, they have the consensus best farm system in baseball as well already, even with the graduation of guys like Fernando Tatis Jr. So incredibly attractive job. I do think there's definitely a chance Madden ends up in San Diego because it just feels right. Like you mm-hmm. said, uh, especially because I see it at about a 0% chance that he comes back with the Cubs. It's negative. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so. Um, and interesting, what would really be interesting, what I've seen thrown out there is Bruce Bochy. Yeah, because he was there a couple, he was there mm-hmm. a long, I was, I was thinking about that. Slated to retire at the end yeah. here with San Francisco. Wow, would that be something if you then come back. to San Diego? Wow, I was, I, yeah, I was, I was thinking about that, but I thought there's no way. Yeah, other way. names, Joe Girardi. Girardi's going to get thrown out there for every job that opens <laughs> yeah. up this, um, this offseason. I would like to see him back in New York and Queens. <laughs> once uh, once Mickey Calloway is most likely let go. And then a really interesting one is Moises Alou as well, Ooh. former player on uh, in-house Canada. He's a special, special assistant to uh, AJ Preller there. Apparently they really like him, which would be interesting because it is a team that is younger, like we said. I feel like that really fits itself to a Girardi or a Madden type. So going with a newly branded manager. That's tough for a young team. Mm-hmm. It could be, or you look at it as saying, I want the manager to grow with the team instead of bringing in the new guy So, or, or the more established guy. So it'll be a really interesting job to watch this, um, this offseason. Again, should be one of the more attractive jobs to open up. Um, getting into what to watch for, the wild card races, National League looks to be wrapped up. I apologize to our it Cubs is. fan over here. But the National League half game ahead of the Mets right I, now. I so. know you are. It's actually really funny. Um, the Nationals and the Brewers... In a virtual tie right now um, at the top of the uh, wildcard standings in the NL with the Cubs four games back, the Mets four and a half games out. Uh, both teams' tragic numbers at three. Feels like this is pretty locked up. It's locked up. I've given up hope. Unfortunately. I think you have too. So. Uh, uh, hope was given up a little bit ago, unfortunately. Mine was killed yesterday. So. <laughs> yeah, Who's going to host a wildcard game? I still think the Nationals probably hold on, even though they I have think been cold and the Brewers Milwaukee, have yeah. been hot. Yeah. Also the Brewers. Eleven and, and two since Yelich went down. Oh, cake of a schedule. They I do. I cannot wait to watch that wild card game. To oh, it's see gonna be great. How, what's the manager's name? Remind me of his name. Craig Council. I yes, thank you. I forgot his name last week too. I cannot wait to see how Craig Council manages that wild card game. That's on. Well, say. Wilson, we've seen it in the postseason before. What he'll do uh, last so year excited. with the Brewers. So that'll be fun. And David Martinez, not. Best strategic manager for the Nationals, though, has obviously a lot of really good players. So we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, I think that is pretty locked up. In the American League, 
Uh, Oakland has taken a, a stronghold there, not by much, but two games up on the Rays and the Indians. The Rays and the Indians have now gone into a tie into the final week of the season. Tampa Bay cooling off a little bit. Cleveland getting hot at the right time. I don't like to change my picks, so I'm going to say that Tampa still holds it out here uh, this last week of the season, but Cleveland does have the easier schedule this week. I think Tampa's going to close it out. I think, while Cleveland's hot, I don't know. I think Tampa's the better team, so. I want Tampa, too, so, yeah. I just think an Oakland versus Tampa American League wildcard game That'd is be just, just so too perfect. Yeah. It's too perfect yeah. um, with the both of them, so I'm Even hoping that the fact that, that, that we all just said Tampa's going to be Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> very true, yeah. We'll t- I know we mentioned it very briefly, and we'll touch on it more once the postseason comes, but absolutely incredible that the Oakland Athletics have 94 wins yet again. Yeah. That team, so that franchise is just so well run. I'm very excited for the postseason. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jinx it, but if Houston takes... Uh, the best and, record? Yeah, taking the best record. Which is another thing to watch for this week. Yeah, which is fine, because... Honestly, the last dozen years, the Yankees have the Twins number. I mm-hmm. hope I do not jinx it, but yeah, they have. That's, they've they've they had the Twins the number, number, but it'll it, it'll be fun to watch. That's another intriguing thing to watch, though, because this Minnesota team can hit. Yeah, and I that's why I really want them to play the Astros. Oh because yeah, because that's a fun series. That would be pitcher versus batter. I'd love to. Obviously, if my top five favorite teams don't win the World Series, that are all in the no, but if, like <laughs> obviously the Yankees or the Dodgers, shout out Madeline, like don't end up in the World <laughs> Series. I'd love to see the Twins and postseason success. I'd love to see a Yankees Twins best of seven series, which would be a lot of fun. Yes, and I would hope that the Twins could finally, finally build a monster. I hope you keep dreaming. I, I, I hope that <laughs> you have to keep dreaming after this. Year. <laughs> Cy Young race is also interesting to watch. Uh, down the stretch here, Justin Verlander against Garrett Cole. The teammates there seems like it's going to one of the two of them um, in Houston. Verlander only has one start left uh, this year. Garrett Cole's got two left this week. Cole's got over 300 strikeouts. Um, Verlander's got more wins. I mean, wins doesn't exactly mean anything to me, but to voters, clearly it still does. That'll be fun to watch. We've got Jacob DeGrom against Hinjin Ryu for the Cy Young race. DeGrom looking to win his second straight Cy Young, and I think he should. Yeah. It's tough to argue with. Good. He's pitched more innings than Ryu. Uh, the ERA, Ryu's got him a little bit, but otherwise, Jake's got him in every other category. Wasn't Ryu injured for about a month? Ryu always has injury problems. Yeah. So he, he didn't miss that much time this year, but he still did miss time. Yeah, which is interesting. So, um, yeah, I think they've, you can't go. You can't not go to DeGrom. So, DeGrom there. So, again, will be interesting to watch. Another thing to look, Pete Alonso, sticking with that Mets theme looking to set the rookie home run record. Uh, Aaron Judge currently has the mark at 52. Pete Alonso has 50 here as we enter the final week. Can he do it? I think he can do it. Yeah, I think he does it in fashion. It's 52 and 53 in the same game. Now that would be something. I can see that. This number 50 was a... I'm yes. not sure it's landed yet in that Cincinnati. Was, wow. Yes. That was Especially cool. he's got four against the Marlins and three against the Braves this week. Um Maybe, hopefully, he can just hit three against the Marlins. Yeah. <laughs> but we shall see. Uh, speaking of the Braves, Ronald Acuna looking to accomplish a 40-40 season. He has 41 home runs and 37 stolen bases. So if, I'm just saying, if I'm Ronald Acuna, the Braves have the playoffs wrapped up. The second I get on base, I'm taking off every single time. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope Acuna gets it, because Acuna, one of the most entertaining players to watch and is going to be one of the faces of baseball for a long time. And finally, are the Yankees dead? Is the last Sevy. question we have. That's Sevy. true. 100, four, 102 wins. Four letters. L-E-V-Y. 
Savvy. Or, no, that's I said L, L. L. Yeah, wow. I, I'll wow. say it was oh, first man. name. Oh, wow. S- oh. S-E-V-Y. What is it? Is that an omen? L? No, I was talking about Steve Levy. <laughs> Savvy. So, yeah, Savvy is back. Uh, they're, one of their best pitchers this year, Domingo Herman, uh, yeah. will not pitch again after domestic violence allegations have come out. Uh, Dylan Batanzas came back and then tore his Achilles yeah. immediately. But as you said, the key is that Luis Severino came back. And we have Mike Stanton. Shot. Old Mike Stanton. Oh, the old, old Mike, Stanton. Mike Stanton. Oh, we're going real back. Yeah, um, Giancarlo did hit his second home run of the season. He did second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pretty impressive. Move over, Pete Alonso. I, yeah, I think the number bats too. I think the bats. It, it depends on the bats. Let's just say that. Uh, if the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year, it's going to be through slugging and through yeah. that back end of the bullpen. I I'd love to see them just end up winning like two one games the whole postseason. I would just prefer like, to not see that actually. Just small ball. I would love. I would love a good squeeze play. Why do we not? Why it's like two things I want in sports. Number one, surprise onside kicks. We do need more of those. More surprise onside kicks. The second, the Dolphins actually did that. Did on they? Sunday. Yeah, it got called back though for offside. But yeah, they did do a surprise onside kick the against second, the Cowboys. Bobby, go back to Bobby Cox and give me some squeeze plays. Man on third, one out. Just some, a we just bunch. need some fundamentals. Yes, or even still home. I like it. Put the man in motion. Little bunt, get it in play. Yes. That's what we need. Obviously, the Yankees are not dead, but they yeah. took a hit with Herman being out. Um, obviously, more serious with uh, the domestic violence uh, situation. And then, but Severino coming back, huge. Thank so it will be interesting to watch. Moving into miscellaneous, the NBA owners passed stricter tampering rules. Does, do any of us think that's going to do anything? So, what they can do now is uh, fines can go up to $10 million. Draft picks can be vacated, and now uh, all communication between NBA teams and agents has to be written down somewhere and recorded, and then the NBA can randomly audit it whenever they want. This changes nothing in my eyes. No. Not um, a chance. It was like Friday Friday after uh, NFL Live was on. It was like the jump came on, and it was like breaking news. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, what happened? And they oh. talked for like 30 minutes about it. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's, it's going to change nothing. Everybody's still going to sign in the first... Hour before free yeah, agency before it starts, yeah, yeah. yeah I like, think we're just gonna get more cryptic tweets like "I emoji," "I emoji," or like if you need go, the "I emoji," I would have, I would have loved a um someone to tweet out just like a, like the scissors emoji for like Clippers, like if like Paul George. <laughs> Can you imagine if Paul did George that? did that before the trade? Just Clippers, yeah, that'd be fun. <sighs> oh, that would have been. Did, I I'm, I'm not sure Kawhi knows what Twitter no. is, so that probably wouldn't have come. Yeah, from no, him. I no. want. I I think this is gonna even make it more this league. There's gonna, there's gonna be a lot of like LeBron tampering. Like, oh, well, LeBron's just, the king of tampering. Yeah. yeah, there should be just rant. Like, that's how AD's getting paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. AD's getting paid under the table through um, Space Jam. Through Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. That's hundred percent it. He didn't take a pay cut. No, <laughs> that that giving back what was like five million. Or something? I, I was like, <laughs> and yeah, he was probably getting paid like fifteen million yeah. to be in Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite conspiracy theory because it's probably it's so true. true. <laughs> the NHL season opens up on October 2nd, so we are almost there. You have two years ago's uh, Stanley Cup champions, the Washington Capitals, taking on the St. Louis Blues, so we are almost there. Yeah. Conrad has taken off his uh, his headphones and has, has moved away from the mic, so I guess he's not talking about hockey. And <laughs> moving, moving into soccer, Liverpool keeps their five-point lead over Manchester City. Big I'm weekend, <laughs> a big weekend for both teams as LFC took down Chelsea two to one over at Stamford Bridge. A good road win um, against a young but tough Chelsea team for Liverpool. 
Yeah, he got a little lucky on that uh, the one called back. It was not lucky. If he's offside, he's offside. So VAR did call back a goal for Chelsea in that game. And then uh, Manchester City played Watford, and um, they won 8-0. <laughs> what do you think about that, Sherwood? Nice bounce back. Touchdown on two-point conversion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after losing to Norwich uh, City last weekend, um, Manchester City was not going to let them win again. Yeah. So they scored eight, including five in the first 16 minutes, if I'm getting that correctly. I believe that was a record. It was right? a record. Yeah, yeah most, quickest to five goals ever. Which is absurd. Um, other fun facts from soccer, Manchester United fell to West Ham 2-0 as they continue their spiral. My favorite part of that game was um, their corner cornerback, Jesus. Uh, their center back, Phil Neville, was seen in the um, sitting in the stands with the player personnel director, and you could basically see him mouth saying, getting sacked in the morning, which means he's going to fire the manager in the morning. And you could see the sporting director turn around and say, shut up, we're on camera. <laughs> <laughs> so incredible video out of Manchester United there. So things are going really well. Uh, Tottenham also lost to Leicester City. Um, so the, the gap actually between Liverpool, United, and Tottenham is 10 points already, <laughs> six games into the season. Uh, Sherwood, please talk about your tennis because I can't Cup. pronounce that. Yeah, Laver, Rod, Laver. Europe won again. Roger Fighter. You said Europe was going to win. Yeah, it's they. Sometimes they have yeah, the world. Yeah. Europe is just yeah. Stacked. It's just Europe. Somehow, world had a chance to win it at the end. Then Roger Fighter stepped up, mm. and yeah, it. That's it. It happens. That's talking tennis. That's and my then tennis some breaking goalie. news from today. Breaking news. Breaking breaking moves. Would Maybe you like you, to do the no, cow? You can do the cow. Conrad, can you do the cow? Breaking moves. I'm very bad at that, it. That was supposed to be a cow for yeah. anyone that's listening. Um, actually, uh, uh, in my mind, <laughs> not all that surprising. No. Kansas Shocker. hit with allegations of lack of institutional control this afternoon. So, no penalties have come with it yet. They've just gotten the notice that the NCAA is accusing them of this. By bylaws, NCAA bylaw 11.11, supposedly this is the highest thing that they could get. Yes. Oh, yeah. No. A loss of institutional control is a yeah. very serious. And the football team got it too, football, which is hilarious because <laughs> the football West team is god awful. Into that. <laughs> but for basketball, this is serious for basketball. I don't this, want our team playing them this year. It's it's just I don't want them playing. Like, I don't I don't want our I don't our want, values do not. I don't up want our that. boys playing them. I understand. I understand. Unless so, it's in the final four. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Three point barrage. <laughs> So this will be a really interesting story to continue to follow because right now it's still too early yeah. in the story to know. But how long is it going to take, though? It's going to take like five years to sort out. That's the problem. That's the problem. This, I'm pretty Bill sure Self the... might not be there by the time yeah. that, these, yeah. that the sanctions actually come down. So we will find out there. But they've been hit with that, which, as we said, loss of institutional control as serious as it gets. All right, we're going to send it to one really quick break and wrap up with Around the Nova Nation as we always do. This is Round Trip on 89.1. Back here on Round Tripper to wrap up with Around the Nova Nation as we do every single week. And Sherwood absolutely nailed the countdown there. Yes. He did a great job, and I was actually ready this time. Yeah, then, yeah, I, pin- then I pinched my finger. Yeah, then he hurt set. himself. So, listen, it's dangerous in this radio studio. Still people, working out the kinks. People don't understand that's the, the other, perils that's the other that we one have I made. to go through. That's the other one I made. Sherwood is showing Beautiful. us his ads that he made for athletics for women's basketball tickets. Check them out. Check them out. Check them out. It's almost time for the season. It's getting closer. Hoops Mania. Almost here. Yes. Almost yeah. What was that? Two weeks? A week and a half. Week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. What, like 12 days? Because it's Saturday, October 5th. So we're going to start with a cross country meet from Friday, if I'm getting that correct. Correct. There was how, a how was that? cross country meet Friday 
afternoon, evening at uh, Haverford, just down the road. Uh, the women obviously did fantastic, as they always do. They are all studs and thoroughbreds. <laughs> and then the men, the men also also did absolutely fantastic. A lot of younger guys getting a couple races and under their belt before really getting into some top notch stuff. With I believe they're going to Lehigh this week or next week for another big one. But it's a it's a good race to kind of get into the season, get the legs moving, get some real competition. Um, Penn was there, which is always um, a good team, and then obviously like Haverford, Swarthmore, and some other. Um, Smaller, smaller schools, but still, it's a great meet to kind of get the season going. It's great to see the guys running and uh, running well so far. Go cats! Yeah. Go cats! No, that's yeah. that's fantastic. Glad to hear that and uh, a good start uh, to the season. There, we had Jam the Jake last week as well, yeah. which Sherwood was an integral part at. With we won against Temple. Got yeah. that crowd rowdy. That that crowd the was crowd rowdy. Yeah, rowdy. I think very it, big. Uh, I know for me, it was because I was. Guaranteed lower level hoops mania ticket. Yeah, and almost a t shirt. Almost got it up to you. Almost. That I didn't throw. You didn't throw it. We yeah. were looking for you to throw the t shirt. I had I had some in my hands. Then you, the and basketball then, team. Then when I the basketball team. Well, there was like everyone took them and I had some and then someone was like hand those the rest of those off. Oh. I was You're not important enough? I oh. was points away. I think if they I think no, because Temple won the second set. Yes. They only had like twenty three they were at twenty three. And I was that close to getting oh, out there. That hurts. That hurts. Yeah. Cause oh, I would I would have hyped that up. Too. We, were, we were hoping for some t-shirts, but I, yeah. I understand. So yeah, Jam the Jake was last week, which was a really cool event. Villanova football, 4-0 on the season with a big win, 52-45 in overtime at Towson. Six-point underdogs come through with the win on the road, leading into parents weekend this weekend at home against Maine, 3-30 in the stadium. Top, top 15, 15 matchup. matchup. Yeah. yeah. $15 tickets for her top 15 matchup. Villanova Athletics sent that out today. Yeah. Smart marketing. It's very oh, ingenious. Did you come up with that? No. No. Ooh. I'd love to. Oh, I'd love you didn't to do say that yes, in the athletics no. office? Oh, that's, no, because I didn't realize we're going to be top 15. I thought uh, this would be one versus two. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was top two matchup for $20. $20. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I would have as usual, read off the calendar, but the calendar is not updated. It, no. So I can't give you things that uh, that happened over the weekend in Villanova Athletics. But what we can say is it's Parents Weekend this weekend. Can't wait to have all the parents come down. Um, it'll be a fun time. Looking forward to it. I asked Family Weekend. Don't say that. It's really sad. I wouldn't say it then. I take that back. <laughs> I take that back. <laughs> so we're going to have a good time. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, John Mulaney. Are you guys doing the senior breakfast? Yes. What ta- oh, we talked about this. We already talked Table about it. Table 37. 13. That's that. Conrad, are you on? <laughs> <laughs> Is Conrad going to the breakfast? Over Around the nation? It's undecided. It's undecided. If I'm going to the breakfast. We do have a flag football game. Yeah, not great. All right, so yeah, I guess we should touch on it. So we did. Now we'll touch on it. We'll touch on it. Shout out Jackie defense. Jackie. Oh, yeah. So men's league tied 6-6. That's it. That's just leave it. It was rough. It was a slobber knocker. Out there, uh, but yeah, Jack Seslick out there, just best corner in the game. <laughs> I would also like a special shout out again to Dan Bazone, who got after it, yeah, on every snap. Yeah, this was the whack. first time I was able to witness it. Whack, whack, yeah, whack, whack, not, whack, 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 Had a few knockdowns, yeah. So, no one that that D line was not overhyped last week. No, no it was not. No, so Matt Wood getting no. after it, knocked no. a couple balls down. No. They might have, they might have undersold it. Yeah, I think they did. There, there was one time where the kit, where the opposing, I think it was fourth down, threw the ball with like two minutes left, and Dan just ended up like. 
in like his like threw the ball. Dan ended up getting tripped or something and fell into the guy's knee. And just because I because of the NFL, I thought, oh, that's rough on the passer. Yep. I was like, not no. here. It would be because of hit below the knee. No blood, no foul Dan, here at Villanova. Dan took like six steps and then launched. No, but it was like <laughs> he like fell into the knee, and I was like, oh shoot, that's gonna be a penalty. And I was like, oh wait, no, wait, this we're is fine. Flag football, yeah, so we're, we're fine. We are all good. So that and then coed another victory because yeah. the other team didn't show up. So two and zero on the season. And it's almost Bears football time. So that is why we're going to that, that, that's why we're gonna wrap There's up here. A, so we can get, at, we can 11, get Conrad back. Eleven forty two mark. Oh. Yeah, we've already had a couple minutes pass by. Oh my. Miss just missed the pass. How come you're not there? Yeah, my God. Where's the so That's a train ride away. <laughs> it is. So we are going to head back then to the dorm so Conrad can see uh can see the uh the Bears game. So any final thoughts, guys? Go Bills. Go Bears. The Bears. Go Giants. Go Cats. Danny Dimes. Yeah. All Mitch right. So that'll the- <laughs> that'll no. do it here on round tripper no. we will be back on next monday night to recap everything that went on it's parents weekend it's family weekend get excited we're gonna have a great time thank you There's to some. everyone for listening <laughs> giants are gonna be two and two the next time we're on the air the bears might lose this game this is round tripper on 89.1 i'm pat Sang for jack sherrod and conrad bear go cats go bills go cats